it's, I mean, will people learn? Yes. The, the problem that you're going to run into again, if you're looking at a retail property to acquire and obviously minimizing risk is if one of those vacancies come up, I promise you when you're on a tour with a, a national tenant, that's going to be a strike against you. Sure. It's just going to happen. So. Hey guys, welcome to the CRE project podcast. Hey guys, this is Clayton King and Gannon Kaufman. Thanks for being here today. So uh, today we're going to dive into uh, a topic that Gannon and I get quite often, especially with the uh, segment of real estate that we specialize in, and that is what makes a great piece of retail real estate and what characteristics should you look for when acquiring a retail asset? So we hope you guys enjoy Hey guys, following up on what Clayton said, we are going to be reviewing the positive and attractive characteristics that we look for when buying retail property and advising clients on buying or leasing retail property. And one of those things that just jumps right off the top to me is visibility. I think it's one of the primary characteristics that we look for in a retail environment for all of the obvious reasons. Any yeah. thoughts on that? Clay? No, I, I was just going to say, I think that what makes uh, retail fun from a real estate perspective is it, it takes a lot more finesse identifying a, a quality piece of real estate versus it being so transactional like an office property or an industrial property. Office property, you know, if it's close to the CEO's home, it has the right amount of offices in it and it has the proper... Uh, you know, infrastructure as far as technology goes, it, it fits, sure. you know, versus retail. There's so many other characteristics that go into it. Uh, and you're absolutely right. I mean, visibility is, is absolutely paramount when it comes to a retail property. Uh, you know, one thing I would just piggyback on, on visibility uh, in particular is a lot of times people buy projects when they're brand new. And I think it's really uh, important to study uh, the landscaping that was installed because uh, oftentimes, and we have several centers that we represent now that trees have matured. Yeah. And I mean, I, I literally toured with a national tenant last week on a project and the trees were planted, you know, four or five years ago. Wasn't a big deal when they were planted. Now they're starting to mature and it's sure. becoming a big issue. So uh, just keep that in mind. But obviously, uh, visibility is is you know it's paramount to retail, and that's what people pay, pay retail pricing for is great visibility. You know, another one uh, that we're constantly uh, looking at when evaluating a property is parking, and this one is a little more fluid than visibility. I think visibility is important for everyone, whether you're an insurance agent, a restaurant operator, a gym, etc. Versus parking, you know. Parking is much more important for certain uses, like a gym, for example. People are going to be there yeah. for an hour, yep. you know. So you're going to have to have a lot of parking um, versus, you know, uh, again, like a, a check casher, for example, where people are going in 10 minutes, coming out, 
you know, so. Exactly. And oftentimes sophisticated retailers, national retailers will have their ratios that they try and target. So we'll have a benchmark in, in which we need to work off of. Yeah. And what's an example of that? Four to one. Which means? Four parking spaces per 1,000 square feet of gross leasable area. Yeah. So, um, you know, to, to, to Gannon's point, you know, there's certain thresholds. There's always some flexibility on that. But, you know, parking is important because if we've all done it, right? If you're going yeah. by your favorite restaurant and there's no parking, we've all driven off because we're just like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just go down the street and support this business. And then you lose sales, which ultimately affects the landlord in the long run because that's going to affect uh I'm paying rent. Sure. And eventually, the deeper you get into it, you'll find retailers that want to have language in their leases that disallow particular types of users because they're parking heavy. Yeah. So it really becomes yeah. a negotiation point in, in retail leasing. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's another characteristic to really look for in a retail property. And that's probably the third one I would say is co-tenancy, which a lot of people don't. Um, they're, when, when you're not educated in the business and you don't really you know, do it on a day-to-day basis. You don't really learn to study on, on this type of level, but it's, you know, it's, it's the different businesses that are actually in the shopping center. Are they synergistic? And again, if you have a grocer, the last thing you want to do is put a gym next to them. Cause then you got two uses right next to each other that sure. are taking up long-term parking, Yeah, you know? So, uh, although people that go to the gym, maybe, health oriented. So you may want to put a specialty grocer, put them in the center, just make sure obviously they're, they're far enough away. And, you know, obviously their site planning and all that, that goes into that. But, um, you know, co-tenancy is absolutely paramount. Um, when it comes to more of the tenant rep side of things, uh, to Gannon's point, nationals in particular, really dial in and know their customer. Uh, and, uh, they know what tenants they do well next to, yeah, you know, you're going to, they can, they can, use those economies of scale in the marketing dollars the same way you will see a lot of the car dealerships and furniture stores, they cluster together because it's a win-win. Correct. Yeah. So oftentimes you'll see a lot of the lower price point, you know, uh, type of retailers and lower demographic areas because that's their customer. Sure. Um, so you, I mean, even driving the market, if you're ever out just start looking at the retail mix in centers, um, and you'll, you know, you'll realize what, what type of neighbor, what type of neighborhood you're in just by seeing the type of tenants that are in the center. So co-tenancy again, you know, just making sure you have that, that right uh, tenant mix in your center. Uh, and obviously they don't, you know, intrude on each other. Yeah. You want to have a good mix of tenants. You want to have different concepts, different types of operators. So they're not overlapping and cannibalizing each other's business and try to capture as many net new dollars as is possible. Yeah, really important. Uh, you know, uh, I'd say the fourth characteristic to look for is access. Yeah. Uh, you know, customers obviously have to get into the project. Uh, full access, signalized access is obviously always really important. Um, but, you know, if you're evaluating a property and you're driving to it and you can't get into it or you can't get out of it, something to seriously consider because again 
people will find their way there. I mean, we have certain corridors in, uh, in our city that, you know, have kind of funky access and people still get to it. Yeah. Major retail thoroughfares that have no direct access and people yeah. have to learn to navigate that. And they have to learn it. Yeah. Right. So it's, I mean, will people learn? Yes. The, the problem that you're going to run into again, if you're looking at a retail property to acquire and obviously minimizing risk is if one of those vacancies come up, I promise you when you're on a tour with a, a national tenant, that's going to be a strike against you. Sure. It's just going to happen. So having full access again uh, is just, it's really important. Uh, retail is a convenience based business. Yeah. So if you're not convenient, people aren't going to support your retailer. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, I would say access is extremely important. What about signage? Yep. Again, part of visibility. Want as many eyeballs on your business yeah. as, as you can get, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think from a from a landlord's perspective and me personally, signage is a, a kind of a, a little bit of a touchy subject. From a retailer's perspective, it's super important. But I think it, again, from a landlord's perspective, this could be uh, a way of, of adding value to a center. Uh you know, signs are critical. And I think me personally, it's really important for all your signs to match each other. Uh, we've all been by those centers where, you know, one retailer didn't want to spend the money to buy a, a nice channel letter sign yeah, or, or sign on a raceway and they have a box. Sure. You know, and, and in my opinion, that devalues your center uh, from a just pure aesthetics. You want the center to look good. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... In your leases, you guys should have sign criteria uh, that strictly outlines what, you know, the retailer signage should be. Consistency. Obvi uh, absolutely. And yeah. obviously, if you're developing real estate, you want to get the, the largest amount of signage. Allowed yeah. by the municipalities. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's something else to, to talk about. You're, there's always two sides of this conversation, what the retailers and what the landlords want versus what's allowed by code and through planning and zoning and regulation and you're always working both of those angles to try and keep everybody happy and satisfied. Yeah, no doubt. So signage important. Uh, next point would obviously be traffic, uh, which is again, going on to the same theme, visibility signage and traffic. You obviously want a substantial amount of traffic uh, going by your property on a daily basis. Uh, you know, like they always say, if you have a billboard in the desert, really doesn't do any good. Sure. No one's driving by it. Right. So, um, you know, the only thing I'd add to this, again, it's, it's kind of an elementary point, but the only thing I'd add to this is you need to make sure that there's a healthy amount of, of traffic, but there, if there is a substantial amount of traffic and people are gridlocked on a daily basis, you might want to study that. And when you're going through your due diligence period, you may want to go talk to the city to see if there's any future plans for widening roadways uh, or diverting traffic off of that off of that route. Um, we've had I've done a couple deals in the past three years where you know traffic was substantial, and then they ended up ripping up the entire road a couple years later because they're trying to increase flow. Right. Uh, and increasing flow is not always bad. Obviously, again, what comes with that? Usually restricted access, which again is going to devalue your property. So it's, it's really important to study and understand and connect with the proper, you know, government authorities and talk about, Hey, is there any, is there any chance in the future that this corridor may change? You know, is my access going to always be there? 
so something to definitely take into account is, you know, obviously traffic. You yep. want a good amount of traffic. You also want to study, does it look like the roadway that you're working on or that you're looking at your property on? Is it, you know, to that point of like gridlock? Because yep. you know they're going to do something about that eventually. Sure. So, yeah, I would say traffic is an important factor, um, you know, and then uh, another factor to, to take into account is activity. You know, what activity is happening uh, around the center? You know, is there a, a school? Uh, is there a high school, middle school? Uh, some states in our state in particular, New Mexico, it's it's very important to judge that because there's liquor restrictions with schools and there's certain uses you can't obviously put into a retail property. So that's going to affect, uh, you know, possibly release, releasing the act, the, uh, the asset, uh, if it was to go vacant, would you include overall demographics in that? Activity? I would. Yeah. I mean, I, I think certain retailers really like to see, uh, traffic generators in the area, yeah. you know, demographics, play a role on who the shopper is obviously. And that's important to understand who, what demographics shop in your center. And that goes back to kind of our co-tenancy perspective, but what, what in the area is really generating traffic? You know, if you, if you're in a high daytime pop area, you know, you, and you have a restaurant approach you that primarily does dinner. Sure. Probably not the best fit. And we have a few examples of that in our city where, you know, you go to the restaurant in the evening and it's dead. You go there on the weekend, it's really dead because sure. it's an, an office, you know, office heavy area. Right. So, you know, people want to, uh, you just want to study what's really driving the center. Again, what's driving activity around the center? Is it office? Is it schools? Because if it's schools, I mean, I represent several different retailers that love high schools, yeah. especially if they're, you know, and again, this is something that to, to look for if you're buying a property. Is it is it open campus? You know, right. is, is that going to fuel sales for the retailer? Sure. Primarily. And it's important. Or are you going to get a, a soccer mom driving by that corner yeah. four times a day on her daily commute throughout yeah. town? Is yeah. that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's just something to really take into account as far as, again, co-tenancy, like you said, demographics, what shopper is actually coming into your center? Um, and does your tenant mix cater to that type of shopper in that demographic area? And what's generating traffic? I mean, yeah. It's just really, really important because... You mentioned it with, and we see it all the time with these clusters of retail, they benefit from each other. They're all spending money on marketing dollars, trying to pull people into your property and they can all benefit from that. Yep. You know, and like I've told you before, I mean, we recently uh, replaced one of our tenants in our center with a guy that was way more active on social media and had, you know, he did one video that was a million had over a million views in like a week because of his type of product and the way he marketed it. So by him doing that and having that type of power, it's going to draw more consumers into the shopping center. And ultimately all the tenants are going to benefit from that because they're going to get more exposure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's extremely interesting to see how that side of retail is changing the marketing, yeah. your social media presence. What are you doing? How active are you? How much effort are you putting into it? What type of traction is that providing for you? So, you know, when we're looking at these as a brief recap, visibility, parking, co-tenancy, access, signage, traffic, and overall market activity and demographic information. 
Yeah, all, all very important characteristics. Uh, and obviously, you know, if you guys ever have a property that you want to run by us and, you know, we're more than happy to, to, to take a look at it and give you our, our honest opinion on it. You know, again, we tour with national retailers and we know what they, they look for. We, we work with investors on a weekly basis looking at property. So have a good idea. So if you guys ever need additional help, let us know. But these are the factors that we tend to look for. Hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. I wanted to give you a friendly reminder that if you have any questions or concerns, things you want to run by us, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us at thecreproject.com. Look forward to talking to you soon.